Well, thank you, team. Awesome. Love it. Great. Glad you've tuned in. Glad you're here. Thanks for coming. Thanks for worshiping with us. Hey, to our online people, hey, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being there. Uh, big shout out to Lane. Hey, good, good, good to see you kind of here on Facebook, buddy. <laughs> Lydia Marie, uh, is on. Micah is on. Um, Erica, hey Erica, we sure miss you. Uh, Shandrika is on. Um, oh, Linda's on. Hey Linda. Great for tuning in. We miss you being here live. We miss everybody. Uh, who is at home that is normally here, but we understand and we're so glad though that you can, you can tune in with us. And an old friend, but he's actually not that old because he's my age, so he's really not that old. Mike is watching from Winnipeg. Hey Mike, glad you're tuning in. You know, hey, that dude is, has a story of overcoming. How, how he overcame a whole bunch of life's itch issues. In fact, we all have, have we not? We all have a story of how we have overcome some of life's tough, tough issues. And so, hey, thanks for tuning in. And uh, Sue, thanks for tuning in. Bunch of other people, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being here and watching with us. Hey, may, maybe you're watching this at another time. Um, on another day because you're working or whatever. Thanks again for tuning in. Let us know that you're watching by putting uh, something in the comment section. I'm not quite sure how that all works, but I'm sure you do if you're tech savvy. Cool? Cool? Great? You guys looking forward to uh, the message this morning? I know I'm really looking forward to bringing it uh, forward today. I want to talk about a topic I entitled, Together Forever. You see it on the screen, Together Forever. And you, 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 you may wonder what these things are doing up here. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tune you in here very shortly about what's going on with that. But let's, let's pray if we can. Father, I thank you for this opportunity. Uh, to minister your word, uh, uh, Father, a word that we know can make impacts and inroads in our life like none other. So Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're here. We lean upon you. We trust in you this morning to uh, guide my words and to implant them into the hearts uh, of all who hear. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, this is a very important series. Uh, it's aimed at uh, helping marriages be much stronger than than they may be. Really, I have a fourfold purpose in ministering uh, this word today. First, I want to help marriages that have hit uh, a wall, right? Maybe in your marriage you've hit a wall wherein you've become more roommates than romantic partners. I want to help move you from that place to a place of victory. Is that all right? The second aim of this message is to assist those marriages where trouble is brewing uh, 
And all you need is a little tweaking, is some tips and some tricks to help you uh, move beyond that. Right? It's it's not at a place of 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 real uh you know huge trouble, but stuff is going on behind the scenes and you know it. And so I'm gonna help you, okay, with this message. Thirdly, I want to impart to new couples. You know, you're just brand new at this and you know you're still in the honeymoon stage. And you know, but what I want to do is is I want to give you some tips and tricks that will help you um, keep the sparks flying in your marriage. Is that all right? And then lastly, I want to equip our singles that are here and that are listening, those who are seeking a life partner, but you're not there yet. I want to give you practical tools that you can pull out of your tool belt when the time arises. Is that all right? Is that cool? Hey, you young people, you got to shout at this time. (laughs) If you're online, you can just give a thumbs up. However that works. Do I see a thumb up coming? Oh yeah, somebody. <laughs> Yvette and I have been married for over 35 years this November. And it's not always been easy. We've had some good times and we've had some bad times. And I know that I'm not always the easiest dude to live with. And Yvette, well, she's just an angel. I, I've overstepped my bounds uh, far too many times to count. And Yvette, well, she's an angel. <laughs> I, I've been uh, at times self-seeking. I've been ineffective in communication. I've had unrealistic expectations. And Yvette, well, she's been a angel. <laughs> Nicely done. I got to go home with her. So I have to be nice. <laughs> yeah, we've learned a lot in these 35 years. A lot. We've learned a lot about ourselves. Uh, we've learned a lot about each other. And we've learned a lot about this thing called marriage and how it's supposed to work. So my hope is that through this, that I can help you, right, in your marriage or in your future marriage that is to come. I just want to say this. Uh, Maybe you're watching, maybe you're here and you've gone through a divorce. Well, you know, none of this is meant to... um, Bring condemnation into your life. We, we know that, you know, stuff happens in life, right? We make mistakes and our spouse makes mistakes and sometimes those mistakes are huge and they're costly and may very well have cost you your marriage. Well, I, I want you to know that there's hope, right? There's always hope in Jesus. There's always hope in Jesus. Uh, maybe you've um, been married and divorced and then remarried and then divorced and then remarried. I want you to know there's hope. The, the things that I'm about to bring forth, uh, I believe will be impactful and will help you 
to avoid some of those pitfalls that you've fallen into. And if you're here uh, and you've never gone through a divorce, well, I want to, and you're married, I want to help you avoid that at all costs, right? At all. We've been married 35 years. And the D word came up more than once, unfortunately. But we came to a place in our, in our relationship where we recognized and realized we can no longer use the D word in our marriage. That is just, we said that is not an option anymore for us. Why? Because we caught on to a vision for marriage that is really important. And that vision is together forever. So we have chosen never in the midst of conversations that are rather heated or engaging uh, that become uniquely personal, <laughs> that we would never throw out the D word because our vision for our marriage is together forever. Can I hear an amen on that one? <laughs> See, our marriage does need a vision, and I think that's a great place to start if you don't have a vision for your marriage yet, is together forever. Because I don't think anyone enters into uh, the marriage covenant, the covenant of marriage, thinking, okay, um, I'll be his wife for five years, then after that... I'm going to move on to somebody else and, and after 10 years, uh, okay, I'll be with him for 10 years and, but then I'm, after 10, I'm going to move on, uh, for another four. You know, I, I don't think anybody enters into the marriage covenant thinking that way. No right-minded person anyways enters into that covenant and, but unfortunately, as we know, Many marriages end in divorce. We know that. And we know also that in many marriages, uh, rather than a beautiful dance occurring between you two, um, our living arrangement becomes more of... Uh, we become more roommates than we are to... Really great people passionately dancing together. And we want you to be two amazing people who you are. You are amazing people. But we want your marriage to be a passionate dance with one another. Friends, if that's going to happen, then it's going to be important that you tune into what I'm saying. And you tune into what the Spirit of God is saying. Because the bottom line is, whether you're a Christian or not, your goal when you entered into uh, that covenant of marriage, your goal was that you would be together forever. Is that not right? But we know stuff happens. Stuff happens that greatly impacts our relationship. Some big stuff and lots of little tiny stuff. That become big stuff if we're not diligent. If 
You know, really, if you get anything from this message, my hope is that you would catch the vision that we are together forever. Everything else really are just the building blocks that are needed to accomplish that vision. Allow together forever to be your vision for your relationship. And allow nothing else to get in the way. Stuff will try to get in the way. And we're going to talk about those things throughout this series that start getting in our way and start building walls around us. And we're going to, we're going to deal with those and we're going to begin to tear down some of these walls. Because bottom line, what does a wall do? It shields us from what's on the other side. So if we think of a marriage and you think, so, you know, Yvette's in front of me, but if I put myself behind the wall, she can't see me and I can't see her. That's what a wall does. It shields us from each other. And there are walls in our relationship that are shielding us from one another. It's shielding us from being able to see each other. It's shielding us from being able to hear each other. It's shielding us to uh, really truly feel what the other person is experiencing and trying to say. Because in marriage, it's not just about the knowledge that I know that I'm married to her. It's a feeling. i got to feel it. I feel her love for me when I come into her presence. And she feels my love when I come into her presence. But a wall blocks that. A wall shields us from that. And there's been walls that have been erected in our marriage. We know that. You see, and I have this on the slide, our marriage is to reflect God's covenant relationship with humankind. It's what our marriage is supposed to do. It's supposed to reflect God's covenant relationship with humankind. Secondly, our marriage is to be a mirror reflecting God's goodness toward humankind. So our marriage is to reflect God's goodness toward humankind. And thirdly, our marriage is to reflect God's glory toward humankind. God's vision then for our marriage is to reflect His image. That's God's vision. And we see that in Genesis 1.26. And that's on the screen as well. It says this. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Verse 27. So God created man in His image. In the image of God created him. Male and female, he created them. You see, a marriage is to reflect God to a, to the world around us. If our friends or neighbors or co-workers or family members want to see a reflection of God on earth then they should be able to look at a Christian marriage and see it. Did you hear that? It's so important that we catch this. 
that we catch a glimpse of how God envisions our marriage to be reflection of Him on earth. I, I know this is heavy duty stuff. And really, it is impossible to attain in our own strength, following, following our own plan and our own path. Impossible, absolutely. But, with the aid of the Holy Spirit, nothing is impossible. See, we are never meant to go through life trusting in and relying upon our own strength. Never. As Christians, we have someone the Bible calls the Holy Spirit who has been sent to aid and assist us through this thing called life. And marriage isn't always easy. And if we're trying to, if we're trying to achieve the goal, the vision of being together forever in our own strength and our own power and our own might, that is going to be impossible to attain without the help of the Holy Spirit. We need Him. We need the Holy Spirit. We need to link up with the Holy Spirit because we can't do it on our own. I hear what maybe some of you are thinking. Oh, man, it's taking every bit of my strength to not smother the dude before he gets out of bed. And now you're asking me to... Uh, that our marriage should reflect God to the world around me? Impossible. <laughs> Maybe. But not without the Holy, but not with, with the Holy Spirit, it is possible. You can do it with the Holy Spirit. On your own, you can't. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can. I also hear many of you say that we, uh, haven't been careful in our marriage. And now walls have erected. Walls that are shielding us from one another. Walls like these, right? A wall is rarely built out of one solid piece of material. It's made of individual pieces stacked together. In our marriage, we nail in planks because we overstep boundaries. That's your cue, babe. <laughs> I was nodding at you. <laughs> so in our marriage, we nail in planks into these walls that, well, and one of those is we overstep boundaries. This is where we embark on a mission to change each other to our liking. You ever been there? You ever done that? You tried changing each other? To our liking, that they need to be the person we want them to be. How about another one? Ineffective communication. Where, you know, to me, ineffective communication is you're really not hearing what the other person is saying. Uh, that That's in our wall. And it shields us from one another. How about a judgment spree zone? Spree. 
where our marriage is no longer a safe place, where a marriage is no longer a place of security. It's become a judgment spree zone rather than a judgment free zone. That's what marriage should be. Or how about this one? The bedroom has become only a place to sleep. This is where sexual intimacy becomes a rare occasion. And when it does, it becomes more of a chore or a task than a sacred dance with one another. These all are planks in the wall. Can you relate to any of these? And these planks end up blocking our view of one another. I can't see her now. I'm blocked from how she feels. I'm blocked from... uh, you know, how, how she's trying to express herself in our relationship. Find behind the wall, that's what happens. There's also planks in the wall of a shift in focus. This is where, you know, our relationship at one point, at the beginning, was the priority. Our relationship with one another was a priority. But now our relationship takes a back seat. It takes a back seat to our kids, to our jobs to our interests, to, well, a whole bunch of things, right? A shift in focus. How about fighting about money? (laughs) That's another wall that gets erected. Where communication breakdown seems to occur every time you start talking about money. And you know why that happens? It it, it, It happens largely because our spending habits and our vision for the money are miles apart. If you want to stop fighting about money, you have to have a vision for your money together, and you have to bring it together as one. Unless you do that, you will continue to always fight about money. And I won't be able to really hear and see how she's feeling when it comes to money. Is this helping anybody? How about another one? Waning appreciation for one another. Oh, no, put it on that wall. Oh, yeah, go low. Go low. This is where she has no problem going low. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Where criticism reigns, reigns supreme rather than a sincere appreciation for each other's contributions into the home and into the relationship. We, we gotta start appreciating one another way more. And here's a newbie to the entire scene, okay? Technology interference. This is a newbie on the scene, right? This is just an infant. The walls that build around our marriage. This is where we become more wrapped up with our access to technology than we are in just learning to relax and be together. You ever been on a date and both of you are on the phone? For a long period of time, and you're supposed to be on a date together? Have you ever been at a restaurant and noticed a couple that it seems the entire time they're on their phones? Technology interference is a plank in the wall that shields us from one another. And then selfishness. This is where our vows 
to be more concerned about our spouse's needs gets pushed right out of the car and we become the sole driver of the vehicle. Thank you. Really, this list could be exhaustive, could it not be? There's a whole bunch of other things. You go, yeah, but there's a whole bunch of other things that we struggle with. These are all planks in the wall, my friends, that get erected that shield us from one another. I have a few more here. How about, uh, and I can go high. How about lack of trust? That's a big one. How about uncontrolled anger? That's another one. Right? Uncontrolled anger. How about changing ambitions? That's another one. How about differing values and beliefs? This occurs actually more often than we would like. Differing values and beliefs. How about just plain ordinary boredom? We get bored with our relationship. And if you do, then a, a wall begins to get built. Planks in our wall. How about jealousy? That's a big one. Uh, that goes back millennials. How about unrealistic expectations? Right? Where we have unrealistic expectations of... That, that was a biggie for us. We We both had this... I don't know, we built marriage up in our minds to this place and, you know, her to be uh, the princess I had always dreamed of and me to be the Prince Charming and I fell off the horse pretty quick, let me tell you. And this is a tragic one, traumatic occurrences. Traumatic occurrences that happen in a relationship can greatly affect it and build walls if we're not careful. Uh, That one... Man, that comes out of the, comes out of the blue and we're, we're never really ready for it. But, but what I'm about to tell you and, and the key that I'm going to give you is going to help you begin to tear all these down. And then lastly, right at the top, stress. Just plain ordinary stress. We need all of these to come down. Every single one of these come down. Because the last thing I want for your marriage is for you to feel more like roommates than you do romantic partners. You see, God by design, by God's very design, He brought you together to be much more than just roommates. Yvette is uh, more than my best friend. She's my lover. And she's much more than my lover. She's my ministry partner. And she's much more than my ministry partner. She's my most trusted confidant. And I could go on and on and on. Yesterday we were um, at my daughter's shower in Edson. And we're together all the time. Like all the time. And on the way home, because we were in separate vehicles, because I had to haul stuff up there. Uh, we talked on the phone all the way home for two hours. And it was a great conversation. You know, and I thought uh, at, at some point uh, that, man, 
We never tired of talking with one another for those two hours. And we had something to talk about. And yet we're together, it seems, all the time. But we always have something to talk about. Because we're more than just roommates. We are. We're, we are partners for life in this thing called life. I want to help you, friends, through this series to tear these planks down. We're going to do that. We're going to tear these planks down, these walls that have erected in your life, because walls are rarely built out of one solid piece of material. You know, it's one thing after another that begins to build a wall in your relationship. And we need to start tearing these things down one piece at a time. We need, you know, if our marriages stink, maybe we need to just free breeze it a little bit and get rid of the, rid of the smell. And I want you to know, connecting with God refreshes bad marriage breath and helps you to become not only a better person, but a better spouse. I have a slide here. Think of marriage as being part of a great celestial triangle. Right in there, there's God at the top. On the left side is the husband. On the right side is the wife. The next slide shows us the wife's aim. So here's her aim in this marriage. Her aim in life is to connect with God. Right? There's an arrow going up from her to God. Her aim is to connect with God. And this is something that she has to do on her own. Her connection with God is uniquely personal. Right? Her husband can't do it for her. Her pastor can't do it for her. Her mama can't do it for her. Her relationship with God is personal. And only she can forge the pathway to God. Does that make sense? Then on the other side, the next slide, we see the husband has the same aim. The aim is to connect with God. And again, this is something that he has to do himself. And let me say something about this. It must be a uniquely personal dance between him and God. Guys, don't try to have a connection with God the way your wife has a connection with God. Just connect with God the best way you can. In your own unique way, connect with God. It doesn't have to be the way your wife connects with God. It doesn't have to be the way your pastor connects with God. It doesn't have to be the way your mama connects with God. Just connect with God. If the wife chooses to connect with God, if the husband chooses to connect with God, then the next slide is so important. Then our relationship, you see the line at the bottom? That came our relationship, the beautiful and mysterious and marvelous husband and wife relationship. 
then that will have a solid foundation to build upon. If it's only the wife connecting with God, then it becomes imbalanced. That triangle becomes imbalanced. And what happens when both of you do that, then together you will have a foundation, my friends, that will be solid. And through your connection with God, He will make you a better person. Years ago, God said to me, He said, if you want to excel in ministry, if you want to excel in your intimacy with your wife, then you need to learn to be intimate with me. If I want to excel in my intimacy with my wife, I had to learn to first be intimate with God. He said, the more I learn to communicate with Him, the better I'll be at communicating with her. The more I trust God to fill in the gaps in my life, the more I do that, the less I'll seek my wife to do that for me. Is this making sense? Are you tracking with me? The more I give my anger, my jealousy, or my stress, or the traumatic occurrences that occur uh, all around me, the better I'll be equipped to kick these things to the curb when they come our way. The more I line my life up with the biblical mandate for money, the more I do that, the less we will stress and fight over money in our marriages. This is a, a dance, my friends. Marriage is a dance. And you both have to learn these things. If you're going to effectively dance together, you have to learn these principles. And you have to give them to God and allow God to lead you and direct you through it. As you choose to line yourself up to the biblical mandate that God has placed upon us as Christians... First and foremost, as human beings, as we learn to do that and then apply that into our marriage relationship. Really, you can apply it, you can apply that into any relationship that you have. You can apply every biblical principle that you learn in scripture to every relationship that you have. And when you do, those relationships will be uh, that much more rewarding and that much more Rich, but we have to first be willing to individually focus on God. That's the key for today. No other key. We'll get into how we break down some of these in the weeks coming. Steps that will help us to break some of these things down. But for today, what you need to catch is you need to catch one is the vision for marriage is that your marriage is an image of God on the earth. And that your vision for your marriage is that you're together forever. And then two, in order to make all of that happen, is you need to focus on God individually. See, that's what happened to me. Years ago, when our marriage was struggling, uh, when we were at a place where the D word was getting thrown around a lot, 
It was the first seven years of our marriage. Our first year, man, it was heaven on earth. We were a honeymoon. We were in the honeymoon stage, and then that kind of wore out, and next thing you know, we saw each other for who we are. My dirty underwear thrown here, socks thrown there, squeezing the toothpaste in the middle, stacking the dishwasher the wrong way, all these things, right? Just just started building up in our marriage. And before we knew it, we were throwing the D word around. And we actually thought we were on our way there. Until one day when I was coming home from work, and I was riding my bike to work there and back, and on the way home as I was driving, uh, God started speaking to me. And when I got home, I went to the backyard and I sat on our, our picnic table. And I just continued that conversation, and it was at, at, at about one in the morning because I worked till midnight. And by the time I got home, it was typically a, a, about one. I just, God started talking to me and I started talking to him. And he laid out some of these principles that I just laid out to you. He said to me, Scott, focus on your relationship with me. When you focus your relationship, just you, take your eyes off of Yvette. Take your eyes off all the problems that she's causing in the relationship, all the things in her life that you don't like about her. All the things that are going on that is causing all these planks to be built in your relationship and that are shielding you from one another. Take your eyes off of that and just focus on me. Build, focus on building your relationship with me. He says, and then you do that and then I will begin to take care of the rest. Stop praying for your wife to change. Right? Stop doing that. That is overstepping a boundary. When you start praying for your wife to change, then what you're doing often is overstepping boundaries. Now, you know, everything is a double-edged sword, right? Uh, Maybe your spouse has some really major difficulties that need to be overcome. That's different. That's not what I'm talking about. Just generalized things where we tend to overstep bounds, where I try making her become the person I want her to be. That's overstepping boundaries, right? And God said, no more of that. I don't want you to do that anymore. I want you to just focus on your relationship with me and the beauty of that, that dance that you can have with me. And I did that. And it took about two years, my friends, before I really started to see our marriage take off to another level. And she started doing the same. And as we both started doing that, she started focusing on her own relationship with God. I started focusing on my relationship with God. I got my eyes off of her and her problems. She got her eyes off of me and my problems. And we started to dance together. And we're still dancing today. And I love it. And I love this relationship that I have with this gorgeous woman. I'm more in love with her today than I was when we first married. 
largely because I know her way better now than I did when we were first married. I know her likes and her dislikes. I know her passions. I know what drives her. I know what puts fuel in her tank. And I'm learning to be that right additive to her fuel. I'm learning that if if we're going to be together forever, and it's been now 35 years, and I do not say 35 long years. It's been 35 great years. I wouldn't change a moment of it. And I am so looking forward to just growing old with her. We still got a long way to go. (laughs) A long way to go. Is this helping anybody? Is this making sense? Here's what I don't want to happen as I close. Here's what I don't want to happen with this. I don't want you to start feeling all condemned because these things are happening in your life. See, if even one of these things rings a bell in your marriage, uh, then this series is for you. Uh, maybe, man, I rang your bell with almost every single one of these things that are on the board. Well, this series is for you. Um, maybe you know some people who, boy, they could sure use um, some help and you know it. Uh, hey, encourage them to tune in. Uh, encourage them, you know, they probably missed this. Say, hey, this is on 24-7. They can watch this anytime. Say, hey, there's this series that I want you to check out. Um, and I believe it will encourage you. I believe it will strengthen you. I believe it will give you the tools that you need uh, to have a successful marriage. I also don't want for our singles to tune out. Because, man, I wish I would have heard stuff like this when I was dating this beautiful woman. I wish I would have heard stuff like this before I even started into the dating process of my life. Um, I wish I would have had these things in my tool belt so that I could know that, okay, I'm going to start this together forever with this wonderful woman and uh, I need to know that God needs to be my focus I need to know that I need to put all I can into building my relationship with God through faith in Christ I wish I would have known that at the beginning see you know it but you don't realize that in order to have a foundation that is built really solid that needs to occur right if we want to link together we must first focus on god and have him as number one next week we're going to start unpacking some of these things we're going to start tearing down some of these planks that are in the wall so that we can begin to see clearer and so i encourage you to tune in Again, if you're watching online,
Maybe you're watching online and maybe you're here this morning and you have not yet given your life to Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior. If that's you today, I want to lead you in a in a simple prayer. And that prayer goes like this. And it's going to be on the screen, so I, I, I just want you to repeat it after me. And if you're here today... I want you to do the same if you've not yet given your life to Jesus Christ. Just pray this prayer. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and I invite you to come into my heart and to my life. From this day forward, I want to turn and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to know that you're a Christian. And here's what I want you to do if you're watching online or if you're here this morning. Go to our website and right on the front page, click on connect card it's a little button click on connect card and let us know uh fill out fill out that form and let us know that you gave your life to jesus christ today if that's you but if you're here today i also want you to come and talk to uh one of us and let us know that you made that decision but if you could please fill out that connect card maybe you're watching uh for the first time and you want some information about the church or you have a prayer request you're here you have a prayer request uh you want some information about the church uh again fill out that connect card let us know um you know just you, there's a spot there you can write down prayer requests maybe you just want to say uh in there thank you for the service maybe you just want to say thank you for what you uh, uh, minister today really helped. Uh, you can do all that in that connect card that's available online. Cool. You know, some of you may be thinking, um, well, how, how do we give? <laughs> you know, what, 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 what's your process here now uh, that we're meeting live or I'm watching online? How do we give? Well, we have four ways to give. And if you're watching online, uh, probably the easiest way is through e-transfer. And you just send an e-transfer. You can go to our website under giving and all that information is right there. We, we're, we're trying to make everything as touch free as possible. You can give via e-transfer. You can give via PayPal. If you're here live, you can give via the debit machine. Oh, write a check, give cash, whatever. We actually prefer no cash if you can. Because you know how this, you know, whole touchy feely thing is going on. But hey, if if all you have is a bucket load of cash, bring it in. That's fine. We'll receive it gladly. Um, you know, we have information about water baptism all available online. You would just go there and and check it out. And just for you know, those of you that are watching from home. Just, just so if you're, you're, you're thinking, yeah, you know what, I, I think I'm ready to come back to live services. I think I'm ready to come in now. I, I just want you to know that prior to every service, we thoroughly sanitize all the touch points uh, here uh, at church. Uh, and we also are physically distanced apart. You 
can't, kind of can't tell, but all our chairs are physically distanced apart. And we're wearing masks. I'm I'm not. The worship team's not when we're when we're up here. But as soon as we sit down, we put on our mask or our shield. Uh, Just you know, I I tell you this so that you can just be at peace, knowing that when you come, that you're coming to a safe place. And lastly, you know what? I just want to throw out a great big shout to our outreach team for last week. We had a we had a Zumba dance party, community Zumba dance party, and so I just want to give a great big shout out to all of those people who helped make that possible. Thank you. Uh, went well. We really appreciate that. It was a lot of fun. I, I chose not to get involved because I have I have three left feet. Not the greatest dancer in the world. So, but uh, hey, anyways, I was there. I had some fun. I ate some pizza and <laughs> watched. It was great. Thank you guys for connecting with us this morning, for being here this morning, for joining in this morning. God bless you. We love you. And look forward to seeing you next week as we begin to tear down some of these walls in our relationship. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Bye for now.